Hey gang, welcome to the 19th Epilogue Gaming Podcast, 19th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast, not the, not the 19th Epilogue Gaming Podcast, this is the first Epilogue Gaming Podcast. Uh, from everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your weekend. I'm Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. We're going to be talking yeah. about E3, uh, which is this time next month, so we have, we're going to be having a month's worth of coverage. We're starting with Microsoft and Bethesda today. Uh, we'll eventually cover Nintendo, Sony, Ubisoft, and EA. Um, I think next week we're going to be doing Sony and Ubisoft, I think is is the direction we were headed. You so mean Boobisoft? Boobisoft, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing. But we first, we, wanted, we have a, a couple news, segment, uh, news segments we want to go over. And, of course, Dakota, what, this, what were you playing uh, this week, this past week? Ooh, I, I played some Skyrim. Played Skyrim. I had a, except I played it differently than I usually do. Explain. Usually I always play the same exact character. I always play a Breton. It's pretty much just how I would naturally go about the game. I play a Breton. I like to sneak around. I like to pick locks. And I like to use conjuration magic and okay. swords and heavy armor. This time I decided I've been real into stealing lately. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is exclusive to Skyrim, <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> it all started when I stole a spoon from... Uh, cheesecake factory oh my goodness why did you now do that because my... i could right. <laughs> let's just hope no representatives from cheesecake are listening to this podcast and so my hands have just been craving theft okay and so i decided to play a wood elf and i just i'm going to be a little thievy asshole all right that's fair marcos what have you been playing this last week uh i got back into destiny 2 recently oh god okay don't give me that. I also, fin- I also finished God of War. Yeah, like, you platted God of War. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Except for like the last two trophies, but yeah, fun. That's almost always how the 100% works. It's always those last couple that make you just like, all right, I'm never touching this game again. That was how it was with Bloodborne, Soul, pretty much every, even the first two God of Wars, which I platted. By the time I'm done with the platinum trophies, I'm just done. I mean, I still want to play the game again. I'm hoping they implement a new game plus. There were talks about it, so I'm hoping they pull a Horizon Zero Dawn where they add it at a later point. You think we'll get DLC? Probably, right? Uh, there was a deluxe edition. <laughs> I mean, that didn't it, do it, anything. It didn't have like a season pass or anything, right? Nah, it didn't have a yeah. season pass. But uh, no, I think if we're gonna get anything new, it'll be a full, full dollar game. I don't think we're gonna get DLC for this game. Okay. Um, had a nice uh, period at the end of it. Got it. Yeah, I think I, I was also thinking about the possibility of this is sort of off on a tangent, but I was thinking about the possibility of something like Super Mario Odyssey getting paid DLC because they've released some free packs. But with Splatoon releasing that uh, single player DLC, yeah, that Octo. I, yeah, DLC I, I, would it surprise you if like something like Odyssey just came out and had like a galaxy-esque uh campaign for like 30 bucks that they just released surprise me but it would make me very happy yeah i think that would make everybody happy that's that's probably a win-win for nintendo just because i think they have some gaps to fill but we'll talk more about that next week or the week after depending on when we do nintendo 
Um, but this Man, week you're really forcing me to hold in my my Nintendo. I know, I, I know, it's gonna be tough. We're we're gonna have to completely avoid Sony, Nintendo, Ubisoft, and EA today. Um, and we'll we'll get to those eventually. Trust me, I think I think these conversations will last. Uh, we'll ha- we'll have plenty of depth to them. Even though, I mean, in the last few years, Microsoft has probably had the least amount to talk about. But I think I, I'm confident that this is get this the is burst the out of the way. The worst, the burst. Well, I worst think out of the way. we'll get we'll get to this in a second. I this week have been playing God of War, <laughs> uh, which is just tremendous. I I can't speak highly enough about um, how how good it is. And I'm I probably like five six hours in at this point. So uh, you know I'm I would guess maybe a fourth, a fifth, a sixth of the way through the game, and it really has it's just. Like a- Six, yeah. Yeah, I, like I'm. I just feel totally gripped by it. There's, there's oh. something about the writing, the world building. I mean, when this is early game, so I hope it doesn't spoil it for anything. But there's this, the world serpent that I saw today was just like, oh, that was God of War at its best. You just <laughs> see this giant scaled monster, and it like it's just there. It just exists in the world, and it's not. You haven't interacted with it yet. That's it. That's just all it is. Is it's there, um, and that that's the kind of world building that I really love. When it feels like you live in a world and the world doesn't live around you, that's something that is pretty rarely captured in video games for me. So I've been playing that. Uh, I've been playing Metroid Prime for the first time, which is also really really good. It's just another example for me. I, the, how the metroidvania genre shouldn't necessarily be stunted at you know two-dimensional games and i don't think it is you know i've had stunted. arguments that's harsh well, limited maybe but stunted ow well i'm i just i'm i'm saying that the metroidvania genre has only seen development in 2d form uh since prime so we have we just got Hollow Knight, which was was great, and Ori in the Blind Forest, and we're getting a new one of those. But we haven't got. Was that that's not 3D, correct? No, it's 2D. Right. So, and there was the other one. Uh, is it Mamadora? Mamadora. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there's quite a few 2D, uh, but nothing in the three dimensional realm, unless you count Dark Souls, which I think is kind of its own genre, but it borrows a lot from Metroidvania. Well, the way that the layout is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely the level design, um, which I think, you know, I, I would argue is the most important part of a Metroidvania. But I think, um, you know, Prime is really great. I'm mostly prepping to get myself pumped for Prime 4 when it's probably shown off at E3. Um, but again, we're getting ourselves into Nintendo already. So let's talk about a couple things that happened this week. Marcos, what was what trailer was was released this week that was such a big deal? The third and probably final Red Dead Redemption Two trailer that we're gonna get before E three at all. Yeah, I and believe. well, they never Rockstar never. This is interesting uh, because I I tried to do a little research into this today because Rockstar never makes appearances at E three. They just really? ne- yeah, they're never there. Uh, and I don't know if that's because they're big enough where they don't need the spotlight or they just don't feel like competing with everybody else when they don't have to because they certainly don't have to um so i think this probably is going to be the last trailer we get for a while and then we'll start to get bits of gameplay a couple months before it's released 
because this this trailer this particular trailer barely had any gameplay um lots of cinematic lots of like this is what the world is gonna look like um and of course it's gorgeous the the narrative looks compelling we kind of got this all in one this is what red dead is going to feel like not necessarily what red dead is going to play like dakota did the trailer do enough for you to say like oh yeah this is a game of the year contender no 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 and hey why <laughs> it, I mean, how let's how long was it? It was like it was, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, two and a half minutes, three. No, it was two minutes and eight seconds. Um, and you really, with only two minutes, you, I, I feel like you can't really look at any game trailer, especially if it it's only two minutes, mm -hmm. and be able to definitively say, oh yeah, game of the year. What about I with mean, the the context the that rock? Sure. Yeah, I mean, but what about with the context of Rockstar being, like, a premium developer at this point? Like, when was the last time they made a bad game? Uh, Grand Theft Auto V? No. <laughs> Wrong. Ow. Ouch. <laughs> no. Wrong. Lost in the Damned. Uh, probably their ping pong game. Do you guys remember their ping pong game? What? They made a, yeah. You mean Peggle? No, not, not no. Peggle. How dare you? They made a, <laughs> they made a ping pong game. Uh, I think it was just called uh i think it was just called ping pong or table tennis rockstar's table tennis i think that's what it was called <laughs> yeah it was All a right. real thing i it's it's weird to think about nowadays but um on the 360 and ps3 that was probably the last and it was it was like a good tabletop you know like a, t a good table tennis game but it was so it weird surprise me. the grand theft auto games always have great mini games yeah no it, that's what it felt like it felt like they were like hey this is a really great mini game we had for gta 4 let's scrap it and make it its own game <laughs> which is just really weird but it was definitely a thing um i mean there's no doubt i i i as somebody who game red dead redemption was my game of the year back in uh, 2010 um i think that was when it was we might want to have that fact check it feels but it feels about right. Uh, and and for me, this this trailer did nothing to be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a this is gonna be worse, or I should I should feel hesitation in my excitement for Red Dead Redemption Two. I you know no pun intended, but I I'm Actually, on this train. Actually, almost exactly a year ago. 2010. Yeah, yeah. almost uh, May 18th, so almost like exactly one year ago. Okay. So my, my brain did its job. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that it's one of those things where I don't need to see that much. Um, so depending on whether or not you, like I, I, we were talking about it beforehand. I don't think you Dakota or Marcos have played Red Dead, which I think is yeah, I was gonna nearly say sinful. It's, um, well, I mean, when it came out, I was probably not allowed to play it. <laughs> Honestly, I probably was not allowed to either. Eight years ago, I was I was just about allowed to play it. Not quite. Eight years ago, hold on, I gotta do Call of Duty or something else. I mean, I was allowed to play it. My parents would. My parents let me play Halo when I was like ten. So, bless my parents' heart. But eight years ago, I was thirteen, so I definitely probably did not play it. That makes sense. I think that's fair. Marcos but, um, and you, you Marcos just never touched it for any I mean, particular I own reason. It. I just never played it. Yeah, it's just one of those games I have on disc that I never touched. Yeah, fair enough. Um, 
I think it's it's one of those things that probably will be looked upon as one of the definitive narratives in the last couple of generations. So it's worth a play, especially if what you see in this trailer is like, oh yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I I don't know oh, if you have to be involved in like Western, you know, I I myself like Western film, but I don't think that's something you have to be. Inter, you know into they have they just had the red dead redemption has a fantastic narrative it has really solid open world mechanics probably second to only breath of the wild red dead redemption and grand theft auto in my opinion are the two um the two that probably are right behind uh well i don't know would you count souls as open world no right that's pretty Not open really. world, isn't Not the it? Way that you would ex- under yeah. The the, you it's would... just become kind of a genre. It, like Souls doesn't have that weird little radar thing in the bottom left, like all of these other you know. It's open, open world. world, but not in a traditional open world sense. Right. Yes. Um. So, so you can't go forward in one direction forever. And Red Dead is definitely traditionally a open world game. So if that kind of and thing interests you, Grand Theft Auto kind of pioneer the open world. I know oh, they definitely sure, pioneered sure, that. Yeah. Like. Specifically, when I think of um, like open world, I always think of the little map in the corner and the circle. And I think wasn't Grand Theft Auto like the first people to make it? As far as I know, yeah. Especially like with all the little markers and whatever. Right. Uh, San Andreas, I think, which was the third Grand Theft Auto, was the first I can remember. I remember my friend bringing it over for our PS1. He rented grand theft auto and brought it over for his birth for my birthday and we all put in the cheat codes uh <laughs> we were we were way too young to be playing that game yeah i don't know that my parents knew about that one but um oh you know what this is such a weird memory i actually my we rented for my birthday we rented halo one and nfl 2k for my like 12th or 13th birthday and my mom made us return Halo Combat Evolved when she figured out it was rated M. That's so weird. I forgot about that. Is it really rated M? Yeah, Combat Evolved was rated M. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I need a fact check on that one too. But I feel like it feels so weird to have it be rated M. Doesn't it? I don't feel like Halo. I mean, they probably drop a couple F bombs or something. Right? It's usually for the violence colonel johnson but there's like no blood or anything in a halo game you just kind of get hit by a laser and fall over (laughs) you know i don't know i've never played a halo game what this is really bad first red dead redemption i've never never owned an xbox well one of my predictions that is still to come may make it so you don't have to have an xbox to play halo if you catch my drift but uh, we'll, the other bit of news I wanted to talk about a little bit before we break into predictions is that, and I don't think this is a big deal as a Fortnite fan, I, because I think a lot of what Fortnite does uh, is only interesting to people who play it, which, you know, is like half the world at this point. But Fortnite and Avengers are having a crossover um, for Infinity War with a limited time game mode that includes the uh, Infinity Stone Gauntlet. So they're doing some sort of weird Thanos crossover, and I think it starts tomorrow. So that's going to be Tuesday. Uh, what is today? The 7th? So May 8th? 
Yeah. And they're doing a, a limited time game mode. And the only reason I find this interesting is not because of the game mode or because I like Marvel or because I like Fortnite. But I do think this is interesting because this is the first real crossover of this kind of size that has made its way into video games. And I think that's important to note because it seems like just as easily Fortnite could have had, you know, skins from, say, uh, you know, Thor or they could have had a Thanos skin that people could purchase inside of the, the game and it wouldn't have felt too weird. But then we start our, you know, we're kind of looking at advertisements for other things in our popular game culture. So that already feels like what's happening here. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm excited for the crossover. But we're actually seeing a big film advertise itself in the biggest video game. Both of these are the biggest, it's the biggest video game and the biggest film to ever be released. And they're having a crossover together, which is weird with somebody who grew up in a time where gaming was so stigmatized, it would never be touched by the film, by the film universe. Like this is not something we would have seen 10 years ago. So I don't know. Are you troubled by it, Marcos? Or is this something you just think is cool and can be shrugged off as like, oh yeah, gaming is getting bigger and people are... People are I'm only troubled by it because I know I'm not going to be the one with the gauntlet. <laughs> so only That's from a, a mechanical standpoint are you troubled. Yeah, by man. It. I don't want to get you know evanesced away and with a flick of a wrist. I don't need that in my life. I already lose enough in Fortnite. That's fair. That's fair. Dakota, what do you think? I think it's pretty neat. You think it's pretty neat? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just being too cynical here. I just see. I foresee a world where like. I'm playing Halo and it has like a, you know, what's a famous gas station? Like a kangaroo shell. or shell. They have like a kangaroo. shell logo as one of the, as one of the potential like skins that you can use and like on a Halo thing. It's like, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't ever want that. And I hope that doesn't happen, but that's, I don't know. That's probably a reach from what this actually is. Yeah. You think so? Okay. I think the, I think the worst that, 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 that'll ever happen is a uh, Call of Duty and Mountain Dew or or Doritos crossover where you can get God. Doritos, D- no. Dorito gun skins or Mountain Dew gun skins uh, or something That's stupid. Uh, That's I feel like that is the worst, at least, the most realistic. Worst at least that Call it can of Duty get. lives in this world though. Like it doesn't feel too weird because Call of Duty is supposed to be earthly. Like it's supposed to okay, exist but in this world. With, uh, Mountain Dew Code Red on their <laughs> assault rifle. It is weird. I admit. I admit. <laughs> I um, feel like that is realistically like the worst it could get, though, which isn't even that bad. Okay. No, it's a little tacky. <laughs> Marcos, what's your what's your doomsday here? Uh, Minecraft, just everywhere. It already I, is. Do no, you not go shopping? No, no, no. Like Fortnite, big. Like Fort. Like oh, they're <laughs> gonna market. The- it yeah, was, yeah. Minecraft was Fortnite big. I would say it was the closest yeah. we've ever come to being Fortnite big. Yeah. I was going to say, my, I mean, it is pretty close. Yeah, but Honestly, I think Five Nights and Freddy's is pretty close too. Of like 8 to 16, maybe. I'm talking like everybody in the fucking world. I don't need, like, mothers asking about is, instead of asking about, is that a Nintendo? Is that a Minecraft? That's my <laughs> thing. <to say. laughs> I'm telling you. 
as somebody who frequents bookstores, that is something that happens. Is this a Minecraft? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was going to say, it. Minecraft is kind of yeah. not well, on Fortnite level, but it's upon us. Ragnarok's upon pretty us. close. Like, I, like, I need to go hold myself up in like a container of non-Minecraft. So the, you, you kind you know of what? avoided the question just to get it in a back backhanded thing at <laughs> Minecraft. I'm asking about like advertisements and crossover is not about what's your doomsday in general uh, a trilogy of minecraft oh, okay like, yeah. you have steered this conversation in ways that i did not want to head down you know i was gonna say i feel like my 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 marcos would be five nights at freddy's movie you know so how lego oh, basically uh yeah and i can feel it in my ips in their games and shit say that what again if instead of lego it's fucking minecraft i figured it out what if minecraft just becomes oh. a to advertise everything i see okay so like there are minecraft movies instead of lego batman the movie we have lego i mean minecraft batman the movie you know that, that kind of, I'm pretty sure Batman we're getting a Minecraft movie soon. I'm pretty no, sure that's no, happening. We're not. We're not. It's, it's too late. If it was going to happen, it would have happened like in 2012. No, gonna, gonna fact no, check this. It's gonna, I'm sure. Oh. Let's see. Minecraft the movie probably... 2019. Let's no! get it on. And guess, guess who is the rumored lead? Steve Carell. For... Oh, well, God. What the no. hell? Yes. Oh. Okay, oh, yes, well, I remember you... this because, uh, gosh, I wish I knew how to say his name. Uh, Rob McClenney, you know, the, the guy from It's Always Sunny. Oh. Yeah, okay. he is directing it. I knew I remembered this from somewhere. Yeah, that's a thing that's happening. They ha he has a kid, so I'm sure that's why. But he's funny. That'll be funny. <sighs> no, I feel it's like not. it'll... We'll, you know, we'll go see it, Marcos. It'll be funny like the Emoji movie will be funny. No, you know? don't. Oh, come on. Those are no, not no, the same you come things. come on. No, it's basically the same. Okay, thing. okay, make this bet with me here on the podcast. Hey, wait, Minecraft wait. will I like have a significantly better Rotten Tomatoes score than the Emoji movie by sure, 25%. By 25%? Fuck it, whatever. Yes, that's high. That's that's 25% higher, I'm saying, than the Emoji movie. Sure. Okay. All right. You heard it here first, folks. I, I, I like that they have Steve Carell playing Steve. <laughs> 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 All right, with that, we're going to move on to uh, our, our break. And we're going to wait. We're I want you to fact check a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, though. Oh, it's for yeah. sure going to happen. I don't even need to fact. Okay, I, I just know this is happening. Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, it's the first thing that comes up on Google. Harry Potter director to helm Five Nights at Freddy's movie. <laughs> it's happening for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, honestly, okay. I'd be. I'd be pretty. I'd, I'd go watch it. Well, uh, well, I tell you what. I'll buy our tickets to the Minecraft movie. You can buy them to the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Hope you guys have a Cinemark theater because I got three tickets. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, break into our 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 break here. Uh, when we come back, we're doing Xbox predictions for this year's E3, and Xbox. of course Bethesda. We'll do Bethesda first since it's a little smaller. And don't say Xbox like that. You're the one that makes us say the Xbox One is the worst console. I do not make you say every that. day, every time before we start a podcast. Lies. Like okay, a, we're coming like back. We'll be back in a few. Thanks for listening. 
This episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon members. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do for as little as $1 a month and receive special rewards, like listening to the Epilogue Podcast a day early. A special shout out to our Platinum and Midnight Tier members, including Matt Buchanan, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Disney Lover for Life, Melody Jameson, and Drath Josh. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about our predictions for Bethesda and Microsoft. I'm really excited um, about this. E3 is my favorite time of year as a, as a gamer. It should be for you, too. If you're not familiar with E3, this is the electronic expo uh, that it, I think, let's see, now six different companies, six different publishers present at? No, seven, because of uh, the Revolver. Oh, goodness. What is the indie oh, developer? Devolver Digital. Devolver oh, Digital. <laughs> yeah, um, gotta love them. And there's other companies that don't do press conferences there, but that still present and are at the show. Um, it's it's basically Christmas for gamers. You you it's wake the up time show, but for video games, but it's like three days long. Yeah, I I mean it's it's literally like Super Bowl commercials. Like if you're yeah. if you're into film, well, even it's even beyond that because you if you if there's a game that you're looking forward to outside of Rockstar, like we we mentioned earlier, you're going to see it at E3. Uh, companies literally store all of these trailers in their po- pocket to just release at E3. And the reason for this, which is something I figured out when I went a couple years ago and it was an astounding experience. But one of the reasons that they do this is because games still don't receive the same kind of media coverage for whatever reason as film and television, despite being bigger than both at this point, um, or at least film. I, I think you, depending on how you look at television, um, I don't think television would be eclipsed by it at this point. No, I mean it's just too. it's just hard to imagine how it wouldn't be. But I guess if you look at television as a whole, like there's so many different channels. There's all the I mean you have news you have sitcoms you have hbo subscription-based content it's just like how do you even determine what's bigger Um, but in terms of like gross revenue there's nothing that makes as much as grand theft auto like there's nothing in the planet nothing makes as much as grand theft auto so it's still making loads of money too yeah how long five years five years at least so this, I mean, to put it, put it mildly, if you are a gamer, this is the time to be paying attention. If this is more than just a, a hobby for you, like w- what we do here is we cover games. This is the moment. So that's why we're spending so much time covering it. Um, that's why it's a lot of fun to do predictions and stuff because every year it's just totally crazy. It's totally crazy. You never know what's coming. There's always surprises. Uh, and of course, there's going to be things that we expect too. So we're going to be talking about our predictions, like our hot takes, and we'll we'll talk about a few things you can pretty much bank on seeing at E3 this year. So let's go ahead and talk about Bethesda first. And I just want to do a brief recapture so you guys can get an idea for what happened uh, last year and what you can probably expect this year. So last year, Bethesda did a thing called Bethesda Land. Do either of you remember Bethesda Land? No. I didn't watch it, no. So Bethesda was Bethesda was probably the worst of the conferences, and it's also the hardest to watch because it's really late at night. They actually bumped it up. We should can, Dakota. Can you get a schedule available for us? Yes, I can. Um, so I believe it's going to be Sunday, June like ninth or tenth, um, and they'll play it at around six. So it'll probably be nine p.m. Eastern time. 
Um, whereas last year it was much closer to midnight. So a lot of people didn't see it. It was shorter and they didn't really do a press conference. They just showed a video, which was very strange. It made more sense when you considered that they only had a couple games to announce. Wolfenstein 2 was probably the biggest and Evil Within was probably their next up. Although I imagine Evil Within probably sold more than Wolfenstein, which is too bad because Wolfenstein was so good. Uh, but they they announced that they announced some VR stuff, which people I think like is as much as I can understand why companies feel compelled to announce VR stuff. It's not really exciting to announce different renditions of games that have already come out. And that was a big thing for for Bethesda last year, because what did they announce for the Switch? Skyrim. What had already been released on like seven different consoles? Skyrim. And it was like, then you see, you know, the Skyrim VR, and it just wasn't that exciting. I don't know. Our, I, Dakota, I know you're more into, like, the VR space than I am because you've, you've tested it out before. Is this something, when you see VR stuff, are you excited by it? Or do you just feel like, oh, okay, we've been there and done that? Honestly, um, I wouldn't say we've been there, we've done that is quite my thought. But it's, I'm definitely not real excited by it. Because most, I feel like companies are com like companies like feel like VR is the future and it's the future of gaming. But I feel I don't know. I feel like it's like three D movies. Remember when like everybody had to make a three D movie right. Th and I everything was in three D. Yeah, that's accurate. And it's I like think. no one fucking likes it. No one likes three D <laughs> movies. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Well, I but think it's, it's just I don't know. Even in playing like a lot of VR games now and watching people play them is. It's just like you can't freely walk like if you could freely walk around that'd be dope. But you can't it's usually like you have to awkwardly teleport. And it's just I don't know. The games aren't real fulfilling. Sure. I don't think we've gotten that that VR experience that people need to have to be excited by it yet. Um sort of like when console the console space you know, or you know like an FPS that was released on on consoles like in halo it took a while for people to get to that point where you could be excited about this thing and i don't think we're to the point where outside of enthusiasts anybody is really excited for the vr space yet um and plus what gets me is and i think when i first tried vr it was playstation's vr um like forever ago at this point like three years ago right and I didn't like all VR systems have funky controllers. They have really weird, awkward controllers that really don't give you much freedom. They're very restrictive. Um, Cause like I said before, you can't walk around or anything. You can only like teleport. Yeah. It's around it, areas. The, and, and, and the reason for this is because there's no actual controls that would feel like you're not moving around in a, like you said, a like a fulfilling way. There's no way but to do it yet. That's when sort of I why we have the skipping around. PlayStation's VR. I just played with a regular PS4 controller, and um, and I don't even know what the game was, but it was like you're in a giant robot suit, and it was like a weird kind of like sports game, except in giant robot suits, where it's like a basketball soccer esque thing, and it was so cool. And I would much rather like use a controller where I'm moving a joystick around instead of like what walking around because that's stupid. Right. It, it it just it felt that like if we're going for VR like I mean I haven't seen PlayStation's VR now but that was that was probably the best that I feel like it would ever be. So I you know I think to draw back on the the likening to 3D film 
one of the things that I still really love is the IMAX experience. So like giant screens, big audio. Uh, I, I'm really into just having my entire being surrounded by the view of what's, <laughs> yeah. what's going on, right? And I IMAX think, is way cooler than 3D. Yeah, and just like you said, VR can be that experience, I think, where it was like, okay, just hand me the controller and let me like look around in a way that I want. I don't know that that's something that we... You, there are games that have experimented with this. And I should say, I've actually tried the Vive um, pretty recently, and it's not to a space. I'm somebody who deals with motion sickness, so it's not something that is super thrilling to me when we talk about VR being a possible uh, future space <laughs> for video games. But I've played it, and I see the intrigue in it. It's not that I don't. Just like an IMAX experience, it's cool to be surrounded by the video game I'm playing. It, it, it's immersive. But it's not there in a way that it's like, okay, I want to attach this big honking headset to my face and deal with all of that just so I can feel a little more immersion that's ultimately going to make me feel sick in 30 minutes, you know? Especially it's, as someone that wears glasses. That headset isn't fun with glasses. No, I imagine it's on. not. Yeah. So this is just... I don't... I think, I, I think we're going to see Sony lead into this a lot more um, because they... Especially with theirs out now. Yes, and it's selling well and, you know, they don't have the games for it yet, but... I no one does. No one has the games for it. Sure. They Did say, say they Tekken do, but VR? really the games all suck. <laughs> yeah, Tekken 7 has VR. Final Fantasy 15 has VR. It's cool stuff. So I think we're going to see this leaned into. And honestly, this is a conversation I wish we were more well-versed in. Maybe one of us can pick up a VR set or something. Maybe we can fund it That's and awesome. one of you guys can mess around with it um, so we can have a more educated discussion in this regard. But I yeah, do I feel think... Like the only way to test it would be on PlayStation. Well, so I've I, never seen proper playings of the PlayStation VR. I've seen tons of Vive and HTC, or Vive is HTC, Oculus Rift and HTC, but not so, I haven't seen, because so many people have the other two. I've never seen a PlayStation Vive or VR. I, uh, I, I have, like I said, I played the Vive and it's clear the experience there is like, you know, between the Vive and the Oculus. If you can find one of those, like if you can build yourself a really hefty PC, it's an experience that's probably worth having, at least trying out, but it's just not, it's not where I want games to head. So maybe this is like grouchy old man talk, but it's kind of nah. like, I like my games the way they are. And it's not that I don't want to see them evolve in some capacity. I just don't want to see them evolve in this way. Um, I feel like developers or, you know, game companies just don't know like where else they can go other than of course, like, you know, 4k better graphics they don't know where else they can go and vr just seems the easy route to follow yeah even i though kind I of really, agree with I that think it's gonna just fall flat i really do well i'm surprised that more you know more companies after the the sort of the success that uh pokemon go had haven't experimented with like augmented reality which i think is a little more realistic in terms of like how people would um invest in it because augmented reality can you know they it, i do you guys remember a couple years ago microsoft showed off that augmented reality i forget the name of it um but they they showed the minecraft thing that you could view on like your kitchen table and you could like view your minecraft world do either of you remember that mm -mm. nope 
So they haven't obviously experimented with VR yet, um, but they had a they had an augmented reality thing that you could do. When I was at E3 a couple years ago, the longest line was for Halo augmented reality. And it was essentially just you played Halo, but like your HUD, your uh, like your HUD, your in-game HUD was like actually visible in your like your living space. So it was interesting. Like you could see the amount of grenades you had, but it was three feet in front of you instead of on the TV. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So that I feel like is a little more interesting, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. I I don't foresee Microsoft jumping headfirst into VR. I do not in any circumstance. But Bethesda seems to be really, really invested in vr and they showed that last year do either of you think that bethesda will announce a vr specifically to vr game um that's just right out the gate a vr experience this year no marcos i can see it happening i could too i could see it happening Uh, i'm not sure that it will so i guess now is a good time to just go ahead and get in our prediction so let's do one bank on it which means that if you're banking on it it's got to happen and I've I've actually introduced a little uh, a little thing to our game. So the current score I believe is Marcos twenty, Dakota eighteen for those keeping track. And um, so what we're gonna do is for each bank on it, if you actually miss your bank on it, you get minus one point. Oh no. Yes, minus one That's point. That's not very fair. You know hey. I'm dumb. <laughs> so, Marcos, why don't you go ahead and tell us what we can bank on seeing at this year's Bethesda conference? A brand new quake. A brand new quake. We can bank on it. Yeah, All bank right. on it. Didn't weren't they just For showing sure. up? What was their latest quake? Um, quake championships. Right, and that how how old is that? Maybe a couple months. Couple months. <laughs> so we're gonna be. Get, let me let me see. I need to fact check this. I was gonna um, say I've seen like a weird picture from the nineties of some like quake con. Yeah, yeah QuakeCon has been a thing. That's where they announced, like, the newest Doom. So, wait. Okay, so let me just get this straight. Do you can bank on them showing Quake Champions or a brand new Quake game? A brand new Quake game. <laughs> Even though it just released this year? Yeah. Well, that seems to be, like, a surefire minus one point. Baby's got, <laughs> okay. got one more point. <laughs> okay, Dakota. I got insider info. Come on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that would have been fine as a hot take. <laughs> that didn't need to. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Dakota, what, what's your bank on it? Uh, my bank on it is um, we're gonna get to see our. We're gonna either get the name or some kind of trailer, like just any kind of informate, like just solid information yeah. of their sci-fi RPG. Okay. So. For those who don't know, there it's are... It's a generic-ass game, and I fucking... Okay, whatever. I this is your bank on it. You're allowed to be <laughs> super This is something generic. that they've been working on yes. for so, so long. I've done I a lot of research into Bethesda E3. <laughs> Concept. Yeah, so this is this. I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it. This, I'll come up with something different, but this was actually one of my hot takes. So it's interesting to see it is your bank on it. Uh, but they... Uh, Bethesda's been working on a non-Skyrim slash Fallout RPG for a long time. And it has, I forget the exact like working title, but it has Star in it. Um, 
and i think Starbound? it's like no starbound no. is a different game it's like starcrossed oh. or star something starcraft starfield starfield maybe i don't know um that sounds right and that's just i looked at battlefield star and that's the first or bethesda star that's the first thing that came up okay yeah, that's probably it um and they've supposedly been working on this for a really long time so it would make sense we haven't heard from fallout we haven't heard from skyrim maybe they're just working on something else yeah starfield yeah okay bank on it i guess but i i i mean no i'll i'll, I'll say this once we're done with our predictions okay so my my bank on it is that we'll see doom 2 announced um this seems this seems pretty obvious to me if we we got doom two years ago and the fps iterations tend to come out a lot quicker um i don't know if they just don't take as much work or what the deal is but doom 2 seems like a surefire hit for bethesda after doom's success um we they've teased it a little bit on their twitter account so i'm definitely banking on doom 2 being there as somebody who loved doom 1 was probably my favorite fps campaign in a long time and wolfenstein so it's clear bethesda knows what they're doing here uh, I think Doom 2 will be what we can bank on this year at Bethesda's E3. All right, so these are our hot takes. I'm really surprised because I thought both of your takes were pretty hot. Uh, oh, boy. So mine I'm excited hot. to... Mine was, mine was pretty good. No, I think it's good. I'm not saying it's not good. I just don't know that we can bank on a game that's been rumored nah, for like can, three years. We can definitely bank on it. Okay. All right. Well, you're both you both have in. points on the line, so just hope you know. So our hot takes conversely are conversely for hot takes. Now this has to be these takes have to be hot because if the other two people don't agree that the take is hot, if it's too lukewarm, you'll actually not have access to this to this hot take at all. So you cannot gain a point. But if you get a hot take right and we both agree that it's hot enough, the other two contestants then you gain an extra point if indeed it comes true. So, uh, Dakota, why don't we start with you this time? Let's let's give uh, a couple of Bethesda hot takes. Just start with one for now. A couple? I thought we were only supposed. To... Whatever. I, my <laughs> Bethesda. <laughs> I only have one Bethesda hot okay, take. Okay. Well, you can think about it and come back. But um, my Bethesda hot take is uh, Prey DLC. Prey DLC? See, I think this is a bank on it. And the, the other one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's pretty I, mild. Uh, it's pretty uh, shitty. I think I'm going to go ahead and say this is too mild. Marcos, what do you think? Uh, or, yeah, it's pretty fucking mild. It's pretty mild. I think, so let me, I have to justify this. They've, they've literally, you know how I said they teased Doom uh, Doom a little bit or Doom making an appearance. Well, I think their their press conference logo is like this year's press conference is going to turn up the heat. So it seems pretty likely oh, Doom's going to. But they, I think they've literally said that Prey Two or Prey a Prey announcement was coming at this year's E3 on in a tweet. I would love to fact check that. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. But I think let's see, Prey at E3 2018. See, Bethesda. I was hoping. Go ahead. I figured DLC because when did Prey just came out like last year, didn't it? Yeah, it was not it a long time ago. It felt too soon in my opinion for like a Prey 2. So I went with DLC. Right. Nonsense. It's never too soon for a new game. But um, I know they people have not only been wanting it, but I know that they have been like, hey, maybe we'll uh, do more, more with Prey because it was very, very popular. Sure. Second um, hot take. 
Uh, no, 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 pray. not yet. Not yet. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll come it's, back it's, to you. It's, it's kind of wild. It's not even <laughs> okay, realistic. I, no, no, no. I'm glad because that this take was too mild. Uh, so I I want to see I want to see the hot take. Um, but Marcos, what what is your Bethesda one? Your first of two right. Bethesda hot takes. Do you guys remember 1993's Terminator from Sega CD? I, Jesus, I do know that of that game. I do not remember it as, gonna a, come back. as a two-year-old gonna or one-and-a-half-year-old. So you think they're prepared with the Skynet? What? So wait, explain this a little more. All right. So it was an old platformer that was Terminator that later got translated to a first-person shooter slash dungeon crawler called <laughs> Skynet. Okay. It's gonna be paired together in a full HD remake. You're gonna get Schwarzenegger and everything. Lord. Okay, that take is hot. I, I think that take is hot. Dakota, is that take hot enough for you? Hot like omelet. Alright, so we'll see. I, that that feels odd. like I'm sweating that a little was, bit. That over was here. a little hot. Yeah, yeah, that was like that was a, a little too hot, I feel like. But we'll you know, we'll see. We'll see. That's what I'm looking for. Alright, so my this is drops our thing. Fucking uh what's his I forgot his name already. Arnold Schwarzenegger is just going to walk out in the front and we're all going <laughs> to know. That should have been your hot take is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to make an appearance <laughs> at the Bethesda. I would have awarded two points for that being accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my Bethesda hot take is the return of the, uh, the very poor selling Rage from last generation. I don't know oh if anybody God. even remembers Rage. I remember that game. Yeah, Rage was this really... So I played through Rage unabashedly and enjoyed it. It's not that good of a game, but it had this really interesting shooting mechanic where if you would shoot an enemy in a specific location, say like the ankle, it, it was literally like you shot them in the ankle. Their body would behave in an accurate way. Um, the physics in, involved in Rage were really, really good. Now, Fallout 4 has been praised a lot for its shooting mechanics, so, which borrow a lot from the original Rage, I kind of feel like we're probably not going to see Doom 2 and Rage 2. It just, they're too similar, and Doom is by far their better, their better franchise, their better IP. So, it's, it's a little hot. I don't know that it's going to happen, but I could see them, like, outsourcing it to some up-and-coming company or something. Uh, Bethesda develops most of their stuff in-house, but... I could see them publishing a Rage 2. So that's my, my first my first hot take. Is it warm enough for you guys? Yeah, I see that. Dakota? It's hot. Okay, it's hot. It's hot. All right, Dakota, hit us, hit us with this wild take that you, you promised us. Prey, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is the new sci-fi RPG. Prey? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> all of these are contradicting each other okay it's, you know, I, I said it was stupid i when you said have two things ready i thought you meant you know one bank on it one bank on it okay fair one enough. hot take all right so just i want to i i want to hear this out <laughs> it was stupid so what okay <laughs> what I popped see, in my I'm, head wait, wait, wait. No, no, the, no no i'm the here sci-fi rpg they're expanding on prey yes to make yes. it a bigger open world rpg because it's already sci-fi it's already yes. rpg just make it bigger no i like that and it's called like prey starfield or something yeah i'm in for it i that yeah. takes hot that takes hot all right marcos do you think it's hot enough 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, Compared to the other, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> I like that one a little better. Okay, Marcos, what's your second uh, prediction for Bethesda's conference? All right, y'all remember Daikatana? Man, you. Uh, what? What is it with you bringing up all these games that nobody ever talks about? Oh, boy. no, people remember Daikatana because back in like that, this was like John Romero's thing after the uh, the other guy that worked on Doom. Yeah. Like, they split this is the one that john Romero was like i'm gonna do the all kinds of weird ass advertisements for and i remember one of the advertisements was in a playboy magazine and it was just a full red page where it says john romero is gonna make you his bitch wow oh. this is good <laughs> the game this was is terrible good. it was absolutely garbage <laughs> so what is it gonna make a comeback is that the prediction <laughs> yeah it's gonna make a comeback it's gonna be Dakatana 2 and it's gonna be beautiful because oh i had a, i had an amazing idea like yo i'm gonna be a ninja samurai with cybernetic enhancements <laughs> and shit genji it ran on the quick <laughs> 2 engine yo let's go general uh, Romero's coming back are we We're in a sauna right now because I, I seriously guys i am just sweating like everything Those my are clothes are soaked hot. right now that's so hot that is oh all right well i definitely will award you a point should should that happen my god <laughs> if that if that happens marcos you get two points uh, <laughs> all right or if arnold schwarzenegger it makes up for pops his uh, lost one point at his bank on it <laughs> yeah, his, his bank on it's terrible <laughs> okay so um wait dakota will you receive a point if if Prey Starfield happens and you'll not lose a bank on it? Because technically Whoa. that was right? Mm. Oh, shitty Alan. pillow you just built. <laughs> <laughs> I broke the system on that one. So so my second my second announcement or my the the thing that I actually kind of foresee happening, well, we'll see, is I think Dishonored 3 will happen. Um and no. the the only reason that I, I see Dishonored 3 happening, it's been two years since Dishonored 2, only one year off of the, the latest DLC. The only reason, the only reason I see this happening, and I really, I don't, I don't foresee it happening now. I do foresee it happening at some point, is I think they're going to go ahead and try and wrap up the game as a trilogy. Um, I thought they the tried French. to wrap it up in the last one. Well, I so to be totally I never fair, it. I didn't play the DLC. Um, so I I just want to clarify that I do I do and I do kind of see a world where Bethesda looks to just wrap up this beloved game, this beloved franchise that just doesn't sell very well. Um, hey, a the lot first of times game did see, great. They killed it. They killed it. Well, they a lot of it. a lot they of times they betrayed it. They they killed it all right. <laughs> they a, a lot of times you'll see you you know it's similar to television when a a really critically renowned show is not doing so hot yeah. they'll say like okay this is shark. this is you know like Arrested Development or something they'll be like this is gonna be the last season we'll give you one more season of this or whatever. Um, so I think. Yeah, I think if we're lucky, we'll get Dishonored 3. And it's going to be soon, because they don't want to be dealing with this for too long. But it's clear that they have an engine in place they're comfortable with. Uh, even with Dishonored 2, I remember, you know, people people like the gameplay. It's not that. Dishonored 2 was okay. The, the story just itself was very... I heard a lot of people say Dishonored 2 was, was their preferred of the two, but... I, Dishonored, I the, first the first Dishonored was way better. Yeah, The second the one, the, it, was, it was just the story in it i mean i could have a conversation about well we've this. had conversations on this podcast about dishonored 
Yeah, but not about Dishonored 1 versus Dishonored 2. <laughs> True. So, okay. I've heard very bad things about Death of the Outsider, though. I, I think that that's going to pretty much wrap up our Bethesda stuff. I do want to talk about a few things that we didn't mention. One, I mean, we completely, as a group, ignored <laughs> Elder Scrolls and Fallout. The two, by far, biggest... <laughs> IPs that Bethesda owns and has not we've not seen in several years you know at least a new game of either so how is that possible Dakota how is it possible okay. that we this didn't even mention this is actually where I things? was gonna come in and explain my reasoning for things remember that about five minutes ago sure yeah, yeah. yeah. okay because I've been I've been fiending for some Elder Scrolls okay okay fiending absolutely thirsting well, you're playing content. Skyrim right now, so you must be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I looked up, I was like, man, is there any chance of, you know, like, could we, is this something that we can see right now? Right. And I, if I can find the article again, I'll link it. But um, someone went and, like, you know, talked to the developers. The Todd Howard. Like, I remember this conversation. And they're like, you know, like, it's going to happen. Like, you, everyone knows there's going to be an Elder Scrolls Six. It's not right now, though. We're doing right. other shit right now. And we're not even thinking about that. Everyone knows it'll happen. It's just not now. And I think so, this was fairly recently. So I knew was, Elder Scrolls would be out of the picture. It was, I think, a year ago. So it was a year ago in the conversation with Todd Howard. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think this was a story I passed along to quite a, a few news outlets. Was that new, Todd Howard essentially said the technology for what they wanted to do for Elder Scrolls 6 just wasn't there yet. Um, and so they weren't even going, they, they have ideas, they have the plan, they have the blueprint, but development of the game is not ready to go yet. But that was, I think a year ago, you can fact check that Dakota. It was at least a year ago. Um, so that gives some time. Uh, that's, that gives plenty of time. And then Marcos, we didn't, I mean, we didn't even talk about fallout. Now we fallout three had fallout new Vegas. Is it possible we could get a fallout? New Orleans or Fallout New York or Fallout, you know, Los Angeles or something? I'm sure they're working on something regarding Fallout, but I'm still, I still feel my quake. (laughs) 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 I, okay, I just want to clarify on behalf of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. If somehow Marcos telepathically predicts a game a new game from Quake after Quake Champions literally just came out. What are we going to do? Do we sell off the podcast for like millions of dollars? I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I don't think anybody else has this kind of insider info. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't foresee. I mean, obviously I don't foresee Y'all a Quake. Y'all are laughing now, but when Arnold Schwarzenegger walks out that front door. <laughs> okay, that that's a different story. I'm ready for that no, to happen. Same. It's all going to be tied together, man. I'm ready. It's it's be all... <laughs> um, I did just see this the, the Quake thing. I don't even think Quake has come out yet. I don't even think Quake Champions has come out yet. I don't, I don't think Quake Champions has come out yet. Can somebody fact check that for me? God, it doesn't feel good to know that the answer to that. I don't think Quake Champions has even come out yet. <laughs> so, regardless of all this Quake talk, I, I don't foresee us getting a Fallout spinoff. For some reason, I just don't see it. I want it so badly. New Vegas is probably a top 10 game for me all time. It's my favorite Fallout game. 
Uh, it's my favorite, even if you count Elder Scrolls. It's my favorite Bethesda game ever. And the idea of having a sort of revisit to that kind of game that's more story-driven because it already has the engine in place. We've already seen the cool gadgets that the engine has to offer. It just seems like it's time for us to get that Fallout game. But I don't know. I just, for some reason, Bethesda seems content not, you know, living off of Skyrim's dead corpse and Fallout's, you know, Fallout 4 is still selling well. Its DLC still sells well. So I just don't, I don't know that they have that motivation. I fear that they're turning into Rockstar a little bit in which they can think, you know, they think they can wait five years and not just think they can they know they can wait five years so i guess that's a fear for me is that a lot of my favorite franchises probably will have to wait five to ten years for at this point that just seems to be the trend in games i feel like bethesda just when especially for like these title like for fallout and elder scrolls that are like they're massive you know right. massive titles for them they don't want to release it too soon and they don't want to have something underwhelming sure. for their fans. So I feel like they'd rather take five, six years and kind of push what they have while they bide their time to bide their time uh, while they develop something that they can actually say, okay, I'm happy with this. I think they'll be happy with this. Let's put it out. Right. I, I think that's probably accurate. So I did just want to clarify really quickly that Quake has not actually come out yet. <laughs> Quake Champions has not come out yet. But, but, BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein is going to be a playable character, as well as Doomslayer from Doom. So That's a name. Sorry? BJ Blazkowicz? Yeah, BJ Blazkowicz. That's the Wolfenstein character. Oof, that's yeah, a name. It is. You should play Wolfenstein. It's very good. But, I actually have it installed. My friend installed it because she just wanted to play it on my computer. And I was like, okay, I guess. So technically, uh, Marcos is going to be correct. They are going to talk about a new Quake game. So there's, there is that. But I guess... Bring we'll it on, bitches. <laughs> they're going to announce a new one before their new game comes out. It's gonna, they're going to announce a sequel. To be fair, they do that in movies a lot. They're like, yeah, we're going to do Thor 2 before Thor is even out. You know what I mean? You'd never yeah. see that in games, it's, but it won't happen. Video games are fucking, they're cinema now, man. We're Hollywood. <laughs> All right, so Microsoft. Let's move on to Microsoft. Um, just to recap last year, we were talking about this a lot off the, pod, off the air uh, before the podcast. Microsoft had a really, really bad. These, these two companies, Bethesda and Microsoft, probably had the worst showings last year at E3. Now, Microsoft did a few interesting things. They announced... Backwards compatibility for original Xbox games, which has turned into a pretty big hit. Uh, I myself have really enjoyed that feature. They do a great job with backwards compatibility. You can even use your old discs. It's something I wish I, the other consoles did. Like, can you imagine if Sony announced backwards compatibility, how bananas people would go, Marcos? Uh, I would love to finally get to play Heavy Rain again. Well, you can play it. Well, I guess you probably don't want to buy it again, but Heavy Rain, re didn't it come out with a PS4? release yeah, or am i imagining that beyond two sure souls did i thought i thought heavy rain had a ps4 release i don't it know it might Fact i don't it. know it is i would go <laughs> wait it is yeah it is and i'm looking at the playstation store i don't want to buy it again i already have it yeah that's fair i but i i do think that's kind of i would love to see sony do that i would love to see I nintendo do that let me plug in my old n64 cartridges into my switch 
<laughs> the 64 cartridge is about as big as your Switch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that Xbox has done a lot of gamer-friendly, consumer-friendly things in last year. They also announced the Xbox Games Pass, which is $10 a month for all of their exclusives, I'm pretty sure, at this point. So you can get CFDs. All two of them? Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> wow. So, um... I'm but, a fool. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm not a fool. Why are you a fool? No, nonsense. Uh, I'm thinking like weeks ahead. Don't even worry about it. Oh, okay. God, I can't wait to. Hopefully, this isn't <laughs> another quake situation we've got on our hands. <laughs> so, uh, Microsoft this year, um, well, sorry, excuse me, last year, they also announced Anthem, which was the EA game. They announced it at their press conference. So, that was pretty big. Outside of that, they gave us a Cuphead release date. Cuphead sold like hotcakes. They also gave us a Crackdown 3 release date for November 7th, 2017. Uh, and that game never came out. And we haven't heard from it or seen it since. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, what are some other things, Dakota? What, uh, what other things did we see from Microsoft last year? I'm sorry. You know I have no interest in microsoft uh, and i know you even posted you showed us I that post, little i posted that list. so for all <laughs> and i don't even remember i, I can't remember sure these anything two were, on it i tried to make sure these two were prepared and instead they're making predictions about games that have already come out and, <laughs> and <laughs> like i even looked at it but like i said my eyes were like glazed over as i looked okay, at so that I'll, list i'll it take just, care of this so they, oh my God. Crackdown 3 was was announced, never came out. Darwin Project, one of the few games that they announced that actually did have a release. Um, Forza Motorsport 7, which also came out, I'm assuming did well. Forza always does well. Life is Strange Before the Storm, which I, I don't even think they published because that's Square Enix. So they just showed... Square Enix tends to show their stuff off at different conferences. Um, so they probably threw Microsoft a bone since most of their other stuff goes for Sony. Um, they had Metro Exodus, which hasn't come out yet, but that looked really good. Um, again, that's not a console exclusive. They showed Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is published by Microsoft and is a Microsoft exclusive that still has not come out. Sea of Thieves, of course, which came out, sold well, didn't review well, and State of Decay, which comes out in a couple weeks. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That, that was it for, for Microsoft last year. So a really shallow E3. This year, I'm hoping will be a little different. The Xbox One X has done really well. It's by far the most powerful console on the planet. Um, people, people are buying them. So I imagine they're going to invest in software soon. So, Marcos, what is your one bank on it for Microsoft this year? Killer Instinct 2 by Deep Silver. Let's go. Yeah, and this makes a lot of sense for a couple reasons. Because Killer Instinct uh, halted. Well, I guess I shouldn't say halted. The production of Killer Instinct 1 ended about a year ago, right? They stopped no, making like seasons. Almost six months ago, yeah. The final season, season three, ended with their last character. And uh, nothing has been said since outside of the developers saying, yeah, we're done. We're happy with this product and we're looking forward to the future. So what that would a Killer it. Instinct 2 look like? given that we have all of these characters uh, from one, uh, what would be the point of it? Well, Killer, when, when Deep Silver had made the new Killer Instinct that we got 
after Microsoft acquired Rare, it was basically a reboot of the series because there have been other Killer Instinct games, including Gold and Killer Instinct 2 beforehand. And Killer Instinct 1 was the reboot with different characters and like have having um xbox uh ips in there like arbiter was in there and so was rash from battletoads so i think we'll get more characters from the killer instinct um story i wonder if we'll get any more rare characters it seems like a good opportunity since they're not really using the rare ips for anything else it seems like a good opportunity for them to sort of have their own version of like a smash bros just in a, a more professional fighting scene yeah it'd be a nice it's, it's a platform to put stuff in right at this point yeah so i think i i think that's a good bank on it i i don't know that we'll see it this year we'll see it within the night ne- between this e3 and next year's e3 i would almost guarantee that we see killer instinct too that'd be a real people pleaser dakota what's your bank on it for microsoft I realize both my bank on it are kind of more hot takes. <laughs> Do you want to swap it out for one of your hot nope. takes? Okay. No, because uh, right. my hot takes for Microsoft are even more ridiculous. Okay. Right. Um, but uh, I'm going to broaden it out. Originally, my hot take was a Banjo-Kazooie remake. Okay. But um, I'm going to broaden it out to something from Rare on Microsoft as an exclusive. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty fair. I actually like the whole idea of a Banjo remake. The only yeah, reason... that, to me, that felt the most... I like the idea of that more than just any kind of Rare game. They but, just um... had that remaster on the 360. I think that's the only thing that I would be like, oh, I'd point to that and say, like, hey, yeah, we, we did have the remaster. that was 360. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. And it was pretty early on, too. So, yeah. It's Xbox okay. one time now. So we're basically, Let's you're just expecting something, something from one of those old Rare IPs. Yeah, I mean, they want people to play their console. A lot of people are big fan of Banjo-Kazooie. Okay, fair enough. So I am going to go ahead and uh, ask you to bank on Halo 6 being at the press conference this year. I don't foresee a world where we've gone, I think this would be our second straight E3, maybe third straight, third straight E3, I think, without a Halo game. Usually they release and two-year cycles um so this is already a long a long cycle for halo i think we're gonna see halo 6 i think it's gonna be amazing i think it's gonna look amazing um they know they absolutely know with 100 certainty that halo 6 has to land and it has to land big because it is their ip it is the ip for them it's like the equivalent of i don't even know that sony has an equivalent because it's <laughs> Sony has so I mean, many other things going on, but like it would be the equivalent of a Zelda game crashing for the Switch. That's what Halo okay. 5 was. Uh, it just it didn't grab people. I liked Halo 5. Reviews mostly liked Halo 5, but it didn't grip people in a way that it needed to. Um, it wasn't up to that standard for Halo games. I think reminiscent in a way of like Wind Waker to Zelda for the GameCube. Um, hey, when you know, people like Wind, no, I love Wind Waker. But Wind Waker didn't sell people on it being a Zelda game. It just wasn't. I mean, coming off of Majora's Mask, can you imagine a Wind Waker being announced? Like that was that was such a jarring contrast between those two games. Um, you had gotten used to something else. I think that's what Halo Five was. It's like all of a sudden we're playing a Call of Duty like game. That's how people felt. It was no longer that slow, methodical, strategic Halo that everybody had played. It was titanfall with spartans um and i don't think that sat well with people i i don't know that we'll actually i mean 
honestly, I don't know that we'll see Microsoft deviate from that gameplay, but I, I think they probably have to. We'll see. Anyway, that's my bank on it. So let's get into We have three individual Xbox predictions uh, or hot takes. So Marcos, why don't you hit, hit us with the, uh, the first hot take of yours for Microsoft? All right. Mr. and Ms. Splosion Man, we're coming back. You you love those. You you love that that IP, huh? Yeah, dude, I really do. Oh, okay. it's so good. People should go play it. It's awesome. It's a great platformer. Yeah, I feel like that would that would probably fit in pretty well because Microsoft doesn't have a platformer unless you count Super Lucky Tales. <laughs> that didn't I mean Ori. Uh, Ori, I guess is a platformer. Yeah, Cuphead. Okay, fair enough. They have, they've actually done pretty well, but Ori is more of like a Metroidvania. It is plat. There's a lot of platforming involved. Fair enough. I could see them digging a little further into that because Cuphead and Ori have been so successful for them. Maybe uh, I buy it. So I think that's a that's a nice enough of a hot take for me. That's warm enough. But I could see it happening. Dakota, is it warm enough for you? Yeah. Okay. Dakota, uh, give us a hot take. Okay. First, first, this is another situation. I mean, it's not going to matter till in a bit, but I, when he said three, I thought you meant one bank on it, two hot takes. Okay. Well, if you just have two <laughs> hot takes, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Cool. Uh, first hot take they're going to come out with another original IP. <laughs> they're going to come out with original IP. Yeah. Uh, is that warm enough? Uh, okay, let's let's stipulate here. Is it a triple A IP, like a big IP, or like because if it's an indie type game? Well, See, like, I was uh, thinking. Right? I, was, I was thinking big. Okay, so let's say triple A. In my let's, head, I thought big. Yeah, let's say big. I I think that's warm right. enough. Marcos, right, yeah, that's fine. It has yeah. to be big. It has to be, it has big, to be game. big. Has to be big. I agree. Um, no, yeah, I actually, like, I yeah, actually don't think that's gonna happen. I don't know why. I just think Microsoft's gonna focus on. They've things had they so many have. IP flops. I feel like it, it's a hot take to think that they would just even tempt another original IP. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Marcos, hot take. All right, guys. You remember from Software's uh, little teaser? Oh yeah, uh, Shadows right. Die Twice. It's actually Tenchu and it's going to come on the Xbox as a exclusive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy smokes, that is hot. All right. Um, yeah, there were rumors that it was a Tenchu game, um, but Tenchu was on the PlayStation, right? So Tenchu Z was an exclusive on the Xbox One. It was, it was an exclusive? Xbox. I'm pretty sure Tenchu okay. Z. If we could get a fact check on that, I, I don't honestly remember, but... I buy it. I think that's hot, and I think Microsoft would love to have FromSoft with them. But it's I, hot. Yeah, I don't see it happening. I think he has but good hot takes. Hot. He has the it's hottest hot. hot takes. Sometimes they're a little too steamy, but yeah. Um, I so I actually forgot to say one. So I I'm gonna play two or say two here to catch up. But my first hot take is that they're gonna bring Jet Set Radio back. Um, oh boy! And I don't think this will be exclusive to Microsoft because probably can't be but they'll advertise it as such and sega just about a, i think that was also about a year ago put out a poll asking people what franchises they would be excited to see brought back jet set radio was near the top of that poll um xbox desperately desperately needs ips just like we were talking about that it can say like hey 
you remember Jet Set Radio? That was an Xbox thing. Um, and so I, I just think, I think that's, that's something we'll see come back. It's a platformer. It's a 3D platformer. Uh, for those who don't remember Jet Set Radio, you, you were on um, skates, rollerblades. And yeah. it was fun. It was the first Columbus Xbox game I ever played. The man. Yeah, it was fun. It has good music, too. It's like Steam. Oh, yeah, what, what would you even call that? Like pop? J-pop? It wasn't J-pop. It was, cl- it was like a nice, um, I would say funk works. Okay. Like the best. I guess I don't remember it well like enough. Modern funk. I do remember having a distinguished um, sound or OST. It had but... a heavy bass and it ran. I need to go back and play that game. Anyway, Dakota, what's your second hot take? My second hot take was uh, Microsoft goes VR, which I know you already said. <laughs> no, no, I think they're not going to go VR, so I think that's hot enough. Uh, you think they're going to? You think they'll announce their own VR headset? I feel like they're going to try and get into it. Everyone's trying to get into it. They're just a little late to the party. They they have said Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, has said in the past that he won't get into VR until he feels like it's established. So I, unless okay, you feel like well, VR is established, just throw my hot take out of the no, water. No, 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 no I don't I'm not. I, I, I agree. <laughs> That's it's hot. fine. I could see it happening. It's so it's done so well for Sony. I could see it happening, but it's hot enough that I actually don't think it's going to happen. But you know. That's what hot takes are for. Marcos, do you think it's hot enough? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll happen. I, I think it's more likely we'll get some sort of Switch VR thing, which is weird, but... Be weird. No. Don't we already have one? It's called Labo? <laughs> that's, that's a, a reality. No, that's just a, a reality set. <laughs> <laughs> that's not virtual. That's literal cardboard you're using <laughs> to play oh, games. It feels virtual. It doesn't feel real yet. Um, it hasn't sunk in. No. So um, my next hot take is that they're going to bring Fable back. Uh, and this has been rumored for a while, but it's important to remember that just a couple years ago, they laid off Lionhead, who was obviously one of their most talented developers. I don't know what Microsoft is doing. They, uh, Lionhead was working on Fable Legends. Do you guys remember Fable Legends? Yes, yeah, I do. Remember. Yeah, it was canceled after its beta was released. Super weird. Um People didn't love the beta, I don't think, but like, at what point do you just say, okay, let's just release it. The game is made, um, but they didn't, and Lionhead was la- laid off. Uh, and then there was rumors this last year that Phil Spencer was inspired by Horizon Zero Dawn um, to make a new, a new Fable game. So I don't know. It, it could happen probably a little too early, but I think it's just possible enough that it's a hot take for me. What do you think? That's hot. It's I was hot actually enough. thinking of writing that down as one of mine too. Is there yeah, some kind of new Fable, Fable content? Well. Yeah. Well, did. so did either of you guys play Fable growing up? No, nope. I never had an Xbox. Yeah, that's right. You didn't. You can actually play Anniversary now on. I think to. you can play I two and. To. You might be able to play all three on. Um, maybe just Anniversary, but you can definitely play Fable One, and it's good on Steam. You should do it next time it goes on sale um fable is just a a, an extremely unique ip uh it's an rpg it's fantasy obviously um and you know what so uh, microsoft doesn't have any of either of those two things fantasy or rpg they have zero zilch so do do that microsoft please um okay marcos you should have one more left in the tank what what is peggle three 
<laughs> if if I will say this, I will say this. If Microsoft gets up on that stage and announces Pagel 3 as like one of its premier, I love Pagel, but if it announces Pagel 3 as one of its premier exclusives, it's in deep trouble. It's in deep nah, trouble. It's, you're, you're thinking too small. You think it's just going to be the same little arcade sort of deal? Okay. No, nah, no. It's, it's RPG now. Grand, no, it's going to have, well, sort of. It's going to have RPG elements. <laughs> It's going to have a grand campaign. It's going to be new characters, new super moves, new ways to combo with the little orange bars. It's going to be big. Sometimes the way you pitch games, I feel like you're you're like an inside marketer for various companies <laughs> coming in to like to tell all of our readers about their new games. Like we're going to we're going to hear about Pangle 3 and it'll have those on its box art. He's got to. He's trying to pitch all the games no one at this moment cares about. <laughs> yeah. so he's got he's got to go hard. You don't know you care about it yet. That's it's going to be he big. pitches it to you. Oh, fair enough. So my my last hot take is that Master Chief Collection is going to get announced for the PC. Ooh, that make that'll make me happy. This is going to sting a little bit for for people who own an Xbox cuz Halo is kind of that last outstanding thing you can play on the Xbox that you can't play anywhere else. But Microsoft doesn't seem to care. Microsoft just does not seem to give a shit if you are on an Xbox or if you're on Windows 10. They don't they don't seem to care. And honestly, that's cons- again, it's consumer friendly. We we've been saying for forever how stupid exclusives are. It's a it's a just a byproduct of gaming capitalism. Um but in all honesty, I think that my this is Master Chief Collection. It's not being talked about so much because it came out a while ago. But Master Chief Collection, we already know it's confirmed at this point that it's getting a huge patch to basically fix what it was a, a broken release for those who weren't there. Uh, Master Chief Collection was, in my opinion, one of the best $60 values I'd ever seen in a video game. It has all of the Master Chief com- uh, campaigns outside of five in it. Um, it, I think even it included OS, uh, ODST, ODST, um, and it has a, a a mix and match of all of the various multiplayer stuff. Um, but it was broken and that's just a sad fact. It was very hard to, to get into a match. Uh, it was hard to play with friends and sadly the game kind of died out as a result of that. But you know what would bring it back is the hardcore crowd on the PC who love those old Halo games. There's still people who play Halo Combat Evolved on the PC. So this just seems like a no-brainer that they should do it. I think this is more... The only reason I say this is uh, this, this might happen is because they just shut down Halo Online's mod um, that was being passed around that we talked about last week. I, I I don't know. I can see this happening. What do you think? Is it warm enough for you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Um. So I think that's that's it for our hot takes. Let's let's cover uh, some ground here that we we didn't um we didn't talk about yet. So Perfect Dark, a rare IP at this point. Um. Do we that that's been rumored to come back now? For those who don't know, Perfect Dark is sort of a 007. You remember Goldeneye? I'm sure both of you know Goldeneye, right? No. No, you don't remember Goldeneye? You were probably a little too young for Goldeneye. Goldeneye was like the FPS growing up. Um, Playing slappers. Yeah, it's basically like you're in a game, is it with four? You can play up to four players. 
Um, and you know, that one person that played odd job who was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and each character has kind of their own individual little characteristics. Like odd job could fling his hat, his sharp ass hat that would just like decapitate oh, he, people. He was also like two feet high. Yeah, he so, was like, like two feet high. They fucking hit him. Um, and was was it an Xbox game or a 360 game? Uh, Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64. Now, oh, yeah. Perfect Dark was basically a remake of GoldenEye. It, in yeah. in basic in basic terms, it was the same thing, just on Xbox. So, okay. Um, it, it it was known for having like a AI that you could put in the game, and you could like really customize the way the AI played. The AI, AI was always gun. tough and really cool guns. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say when you think of games, I grew. My childhood stage, like game console was PS2 and GameCube. Um, so, so anything before that, I know I, I never touched. Well, the Xbox came out at the same... That was the same gen. So I, whereas you had PS2 and GameCube, I had Xbox and GameCube. Um, yeah, we just never had Xbox. Yeah, either. so for me, these were a lot of games that I played growing up. Perfect Dark, I didn't play a whole lot of, but... It is kind of that like spy shooter um, that was, uh, you know, one of those things that did really well for Goldeneye. And then people really loved the first Perfect Dark, and then they made another one that was apparently pretty bad. I never played it. But th- it's, it's rumored to come back, so I don't know. I, I could see that happening. Is there anything else you guys see like happening for, for Microsoft or that you think needs to happen for Microsoft? Like, what's something that needs to happen for Microsoft this year for it to they be a successful? They need to hit the nail on the head this year. For what? Like, a new, Everything. A new IP, Everything. like you said, probably? I think that's probably something that could get... Yeah, get either that, or they just need to, like, really double down on one of the ones that they already have. Mm-hmm. Like, the, one of the new IPs they have. Okay. Something. Like, Banjo. <laughs> Banjo would be big. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I that agree. everybody keeps... Yeah. It's like the most like it's the most obvious thing like if they were to re- revive v- banjo correctly and not fuck it up that would be pretty big that would be really big i agree and they they really lucked out because ukulele as good as i thought it was was pretty had a pretty lukewarm reception yeah so, it made me pretty sad when i heard all that yeah i loved l- ukulele it was really fun but yes what, what can you do right so microsoft may have lucked out there okay what about like a conquer game Conquer's weird. Like Conquer w- is cool and is looked at, look looked back upon because it, that game was so weird and so raunchy. Like it was unlike anything of its time. But now it's just I don't think they could make a new game like that and still do well. If anything, they could remaster it without right. censoring right. it, like the last time they did. I forget what it was called. Yeah. So Conquer's Bad Fur Day was a 3D platformer collectathon from Rare that was like adult themed and it had like sex jokes, it was crude humor. It was a game that was never ever attempted again past Conquer. Um so it's one of those things where it feels like a niche that maybe Microsoft would like to fill, but if you're going to do Conquer, why not just do Banjo? You know, like you have <laughs> you have the biggest, arguably 3D platformer ever that's not on Nintendo. Probably the biggest IP, right? That's not on Nintendo for. Seriously. I, I mean, it's bigger than Ratchet and Clank, I'd say. So. Oh, for sure. 
and Jack and Dexter. It's bigger than both of those. So what, I mean, what are they waiting on? That's just such a no-brainer. I, I don't know. Maybe they're doing some sort of favor to Nintendo. I have no idea. Regardless, that is something that could happen. Um, we're probably going to get Forza Horizon 4, but the rumor for Fable is that Playground Studios is the one working. Or sorry, Turn 10. Turn 10, who is the studio developer behind Forza Horizon. They're, the rumor is that they're making Fable 4. So are we going to get Forza Horizon 4? Probably still, right? I mean, a Forza game comes out every year on Xbox. So I guess the last thing to talk about is are we going to see anything from Cuphead? Nah. DLC would be cool. DLC is probably going to happen. Yeah. I, what about Cuphead 2? Why not? They just made all that money. Why not? It's been like a year. Didn't they say that they would do DLC before making a new game? I can't remember. I think they were kind of tepid about confirming DLC for. Fair enough. You're yeah. probably right on that. I'm um, still thinking on my end. I mean, just I feel why like not? Cuphead do... Two would be real cool. Yeah, why not? People love would Cuphead. Be. It'd be yeah, fun. Be Plus, it'd be easy because you know they get into some funny antic again, some yeah. crazy antic. Sure. Um. Okay, so, oh, what about Crackdown 3? Are we going to see that? That was shown, it was supposed to be released in November. Another Terry Crews no, commercial? No, I think, I don't think they're going to talk about it. You think they're just going to ignore it? <laughs> I think yeah. so, too. I actually think I would, too. Shadowrun. Shadowrun yeah, would, yeah. Shadow would, Shadow could be a thing. I don't know. What else is there for Microsoft? I'm out of ideas. That's what's sad about it. I'm So I'm an Xbox guy. For anybody listening to the podcast, when Dakota says... She doesn't care for Xbox. I am the opposite. My heart is with Xbox. It always has been. I grew up, Xbox was my first console. Halo was the first game I fell in love with. I I mean, I love Gears. Um, hey, Microsoft in general, for me, was what video games were as a kid. Now, I stand here as an Xbox One owner and an Xbox One X owner and can tell you I am extremely disappointed with the exclusives that they've had to offer but i just don't see i can't i think they're going to turn things around or start to turn things around but i don't know what it's going to be and i think that's part of the excitement so when dakota says some big triple a uh, ip is going to be announced it ha i think you're probably it has to be because they just don't have a lot to work from and unless barring some sort of rare revival where they bring back banjo it's just like what do they have to offer at this point um Oh, there was one other thing. There was one other thing. What about Splinter Cell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Splinter that's Cell. That. But that's an Ubisoft thing. But it was Xbox exclusive for a little while. Oh, Tom Clancy? Yeah, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Mm -hmm. My dad loves those games. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe there's that, too. I, I feel bad that there's, like, a lack of enthusiasm for Xbox just because I don't want there to be. But... I think you also just have the wrong people. A lot of people are just inherently angry at Microsoft. Well, I think just because the way they handled the Xbox One release at the beginning, yeah. right? I mean, even before that, like, the second Microsoft picked up Rare and came out with nuts and bolts, like, people have had a vendetta against Microsoft. Well, people who prefer Nintendo, for sure. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So... But even then, like, like it's almost unwarranted at this point. Oh, like, I definitely think it's unwarranted. At Microsoft, and I mean, it reflects. 
people don't realize this, but I think Phil Spencer is probably the most like consumer friendly CEO uh, of the three right now between uh, Sony, Microsoft, and, and Nintendo. I just, I think they're going to go swing, go out swinging this year. I just don't know what it's going to entail. So I, that's why I'm excited. It's, it's hard to bring up and be like, oh, there's all these cool predictions because what can you predict for a, a console that has yet to leave its mark exclusive-wise? I mean, Gears is not going to happen. We just had Gears 4. So I, I'm trying to think if there's anything we're missing. Um, I'm going to look up Xbox exclusives sure in the past. Like I try to pull out some weird shit out of my ass, but it didn't take much. I mean, there's, so there could be Halo Wars... Uh, oh, you know one other one that I kind of forgot about was Rise: Son of Rome. I really liked. It did not review well, but I really liked Rise uh, when Xbox uh, originally released, and uh, could sort of see them bringing that back. It for those who didn't play Rise, it was a total like eye catcher. The game was gorgeous. It had weird uh, quick time event combat, but the narrative was really good. It was a short campaign. I could see them doing something like that again, but I, I we'll see. They also don't have Quantic Dream anymore, which is um the the team that did Quantum Break. Was that Quantic uh... Quantic Dream is Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream is Detroit. Um who yes. who Remedy. Remedy is the one who made uh Quantic Quantum Break. And they're also the one who did Alan Wake and stuff like that. But they don't own Remedy anymore. Um, I don't think they work with Remedy at this point. So um, I just have no idea what they're going to do. I guess we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. So at this point, we have Nintendo left. We have EA left. We have Ubisoft left. And we have Sony left. Uh, next week, we'll probably do a combination of um, Sony and someone else. I don't know if we'll... Do, we'll probably... Should we pair it? Nintendo and Ubisoft, since they seem to have such a good relationship together. Yeah, I figured that was the uh, yeah that one. So we'll do that next week. Um, but I think for this week, that's about it. I think we covered just about every single possibility for what Xbox could do, for what Bethesda could do, um, and we'll wait and see. I I'm not totally optimistic that Bethesda is going to bring the heat this year, but I do for some reason. I have this feeling Xbox is going to. We'll, we'll, after the fact, we'll grade all of the press conferences. I have a feeling Xbox is going to do well. So we'll Me too. See. Yeah, they just have, they have to do well. That's why I feel like they need, they'll do well. is because they, they literally they have, have to. to. They have to. If they don't, it's oof. So, um, especially with all the success, the Switch and, I mean, all, all consoles are doing well at this point, but it's. They could be doing better. Yes. Microsoft is doing the worst of the three. So we'll wait and see, but uh, thanks everybody for listening. Like we said, we'll, we'll be doing E3 coverage for the rest of this month. Um, so tune in next week if you're into uh, Sony and EA. Oh boy, the EA stuff should be interesting. Um, EA always has, EA probably more than anyone else at this point has a ton of IPs that we can talk about. Um, so next week should be like filled to the brim with predictions um but i think that's about it for this week dakota where can people find you you can find me on twitter at the empress there's a three in there somewhere but you gotta find it and on twitch at spygina okay and marcos 
Yo, Marcus Carmona, twenty by thirty-seven on Twitter. I am the cute one. So I am Ben, and you can find me at Benjamin Plays on Twitter or Benjamin Ten uh, on Twitch. I'm actually going through sort of a rebrand right now. I'm excited to show that off. It'll probably be in about a week. I did forget we do have one trivia question that was sent to us oh, no. um, by L Money. So I don't know who that <laughs> is, but <laughs> L Money, uh, if you want a free game, <laughs> hit me up. Thanks for sending us a question. This is an Xbox question. It was just kind of sitting there at the bottom of the barrel. I hadn't picked it up. Which of the following games did not, and this will go to Marco's first, which of the following games did not launch with the original Xbox? Was it A, Halo Combat Evolved? Was it B, Project Gotham Racing? Was it C, Perfect Dark? Or was it D, Shrek? Shrek. <laughs> so D Shrek, Dakota, what do, what do you say? What was the third one you said? Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark? Perfect Dark. Just like the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. What was the second one? <laughs> Project Gotham Racing. I'm going to say that one. Project Gotham Racing. So it was actually C, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. God damn it! I was going to say that! It sucks. <laughs> I was um, like, you talked about it? Prob- no, nah, it was probably released On the that. other hand, one of Microsoft's big launch titles was Shrek. So oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, really I, I knew. <laughs> I have. I yeah. had the Shrek video game for GameCube. And when you said Xbox released along with GameCube and PS2, I was like, yeah. oh, had shrek for it Probably no big deal. Yeah. yeah so it did it did have shrek perfect dark didn't release with the xbox but it did come shortly after um so this was a tough question halo combat evolved was packaged with the xbox uh not packaged with but it came alongside the xbox and uh i do remember jet set radio being packaged with the xbox but i didn't see that as a launch title it may have been and i may have just missed it um so Anyway, this was interesting. I fact-checked it. Perfect Dark didn't come until a little later. So Project Gotham Racing is another... Microsoft has always done well with racers. People want Project Gotham back, but just haven't heard from it in a while. So that, that'll do it this week. Um, like I said, you can find us at Epilogue Games um, on Twitter. Actually, it's Epilogue, yeah, Epilogue Games or EpilogueGaming.com. Um, we have a couple things releasing this week. One on a game, an older game called Enslaved, and uh, a, another one on Doki Doki Literature Club. So we have a couple things coming out this week. We also just released our Epilogue Gaming After Dark podcast. If you're a subscriber, uh, if you haven't subscribed for a dollar, you can do that um, and get the podcast the day early now. So you get a, a podcast the day early, and then I think two weeks you're going to get a blooper reel from all of our podcasts, including Ludo Narrative stuff. So um, we have a mixture of the two podcasts being looped together for one blooper reel. I feel like our blooper reel is going to be longer than our actual podcast, which is a little scary yeah. to think about, but we'll see. Nonsense. Uh, anyway, we'll see everybody next we week. Thanks for shit. tuning in. Sony, <laughs> Sony and EA, Sony and EA next week. So Dakota, Marcos, get your tinfoil hats ready. We'll see what you no. guys can bring. All right. Take care, everybody.